Welcome to the Lazy People Podcast, the podcast about all things technology and people and technology in Belgium, of course, from outside of Belgium. My name is Errol Baikal, and I'm here with my co-host, Metzian. Today with us is Tom Lana, who's actually uh, somebody I still work with in the capacity of a, uh, of a software developer. But uh, we have Tom with us uh, specifically to talk about one of his hobbies. Um, I can say uh, that Tom is an amateur game developer. By that I mean uh, Tom does it out of uh, love. Uh, because amateur means doing something out of love. That means he's not doing it for, for monetary gain. This, I, I think, makes him um, a very interesting uh, person to talk to. Um, one might argue, why don't you get like a professional from the industry? If we can get in touch with somebody, that would be very interesting. But I don't think it detracts to, uh, to the passion of somebody who actually spends their free time doing something out of love. So, Tom... Why do you develop games? Uh, first of all, hi guys. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> hello. Uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, well, um, why do I uh, develop games in my free time? It's actually the reason I became a software engineer uh, in the first place. When I was little, I really enjoyed uh, playing games and yeah, enjoyed those uh, game mechanics. Uh, and I really just wanted to create my own, um, and that's uh, yeah, how I. That's the reason I first uh, went into IT, started uh, to learn how to program, um, yeah, and just really enjoying the creative side of it. Okay, I can say confidently that for a lot of people, I think this holds true. For me, it holds true as well. I got hooked to games, and one of the, the things that drives drove me to, to program was, can I make my own game? Like Literally, I think the first things I programmed were um, games where you could go from one room to the other, like move north, move west. Yeah, Those my, were my first things in basic. Um, but I never ended up in the industry because at a certain point, like, you know, oh, okay, it's games, you, you grow out of it, but I know it's a, it's a bad way to putting it, but... Here you are many years later, um, and even though you work in outside the industry, you are still dedicated to, to gaming and building games. Yes, that's true. Um, for me, yeah, it's, it's not for monetary gains, like you said earlier, um, but still someday I might try and uh, go into the industry uh, myself. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. So before before we go on, so uh, one of the reasons why I think you're a very interesting profile to have on the show is, so you work in um, what we could call the regular software industry, um, um, and you're a very opinionated uh, developer who also has, I believe, very correct opinions. So f for you to be able to draw comparisons between um, when you're developing so uh, software for the regular world versus software for for the game world, it would be nice to hear about the differences because usually you'd have somebody in either one of the fields. So this really puts you in a unique perspective to be able to comment on both. But before we go there, maybe tell us a little bit about 
um, what type of games you've developed, what type of tools you use? Uh, well, the tools I use um, normally for for my 3D um, characters and environments, I use a Blender, of course, the, the open source uh, 3D modeling tool. Um, and as I usually use a, a game engine, I've used uh, Phaser for HTA, HTML um, games. Uh, I've yeah, I've used uh, Unity in the past. Nowadays, I'm uh, more into Godot, so it's also a, a nice little uh, open, well, not little, but an open source uh, game engine, gaining a lot of traction. Uh, yeah. And is there a typical type of game that you would say that you make? Um, like, are you into 3D shooters, strategy games, platformers, or do you just make whatever you feel like making? Well, the mainly what I mainly love is is, is RPG, um, but making an RPG is, is way too big of a scope That's, to do by it. By the way, not a rocket propelled grenade. No. That's a role playing game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody, for the non gamers, <laughs> so you love making RPGs games, yeah? Well, I usually don't make them, but that's that's my my goal to make one one day, um, but. Yeah, an RPG is just—it's—it's it's really complex. I—I I think it, got, it contains a lot of nice um, and uh, game mechanics RPGs. But mainly, when I create a game or try to finish a game, it's—it's it's more uh, platformer or a small shooter. I know you have submitted content to like these little game contests. Um, game jams, yes. Yeah, game jam sessions. Um, have people uh, been able to play your games outside of this context or in a wider... Like, maybe what I'm trying to ask is, did you publish anything on Steam? Or, you know, it's like, it's a big thing. I Probably not, but uh, anything along those lines where you actually bring the game into the hands of players? Or is it more something you do for yourself? Uh, I, I would love to, uh, yeah, to have one day my game on my games on Steam, uh, but uh, for now I just keep them for myself. I think it's maybe uh, there's more to do with my um, my confidence in them than uh, <laughs> than anything else. Um, but yeah, I just enjoy making them. I don't mind if nobody plays them, but. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Like I said, it's it's the the creative side um, of of making a game that's yeah that amuses me. So um, I have a question. I'm I'm so I'm you know I'm in mobile. So you you make you make stuff for mobile as well, or? Yeah, I have in the past. Um, yeah, created a, a mobile game. I'm thinking, uh, what was the name again? Something along the lines of a, a panda pizza. It was a it was a panda eating a lot of pizza. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and what? The, so I always had this image of uh, game game development. It takes an artist more than a developer. Is that? I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's going to depend on the the category of games, but is that still the case, or am I correct about that? Let's put it this way. 
Well, oh. you're you're more or less correct. It depends again on the on the type of game you're uh, you're wanting to uh, to create. Uh, you have a lot of artists nowadays that just use those game engines and don't have to write a lot of code anymore. So, uh, and they create really beautiful, beautiful games. Uh, you really see the the artists uh, shine through. Um, but on the other so side, so you're you're okay with that? Yeah, sure. Ah, um, the more the merrier. Uh, Think. Wow, this is what I, I really love this attitude. It's not like you're, you're, uh, you could have been somebody like a Puritan who's like, no, like it, it shouldn't be democratized. People shouldn't be able to easily make games. It should be difficult. Uh, you know, there's people who argue against <laughs> everything just checking. Yeah. But I really met, I, I loved your question. Can I build on top of that? Um, sure, sure, you have my permission. <laughs> of course, Thank you. of course. My question is, uh, Matt said, yeah, you, don't you need to be an artist? I will build on that and say, don't you need to be like a, a jack of all trades? So, like, let's consider a, a finished, polished game that can be bought in, in a supermarket. We're talking about uh, maybe a AAA title. Call of Duty, yes. x whatever, like whichever version they're at. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the amount of work that goes into producing that game is more than the amount of work that goes into making a blockbuster movie. Yeah, that's There's probably true. more people involved. There is script writing, there is acting, there is visual design, there is level design, there's camera work, there is uh, color work, there is UI scripting, there is uh, like the game itself. Uh, there is making sure that the engine is performant. There is making sure that the textures are there. There's, and the list just keeps on going. It keeps on going. So if you have that on, on one end, then on the other end you have um, uh, the 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 mobile games. Maybe you know, not not, not not let's not say the mobile game, but the indie game. So the indie developer, when it's a one-man team, they pretty much take care of all of those things. Yeah, it's true. How is that even possible? How how would you, how do you go about doing these things? Like you mentioned Blender. So when I'm ta- when I'm thinking game development, I'm thinking code. But you immediately went to 3D models. This really connects that to that art side that Matt mentioned. But again, how many skills do you need to actually get a game out of the door? Yeah, again, uh, you you already mentioned like all of the <laughs> different aspects of uh, of uh, game development, uh, but again, it depends on the game. And um, I I see a lot of people, um, yeah, just you can use uh, royalty free music, for example, if you're not into making music uh, yourself, or you can team up with a uh, with someone else. Um, you have a very good. Uh, composers but even then picking the right music is not you know i'm you know picking the right music in itself is is a task yeah yeah that's true um i also saw people um just um giving their game or handing their game out to to a composer and just asking and asking the composer to to create a a fitting uh track so you could do that for example or also for graphics you have the same you can you can buy uh, graphics uh, 2d or 3d it doesn't yeah and the same applies for for scripts you can also buy your scripts online uh, 
if you're an artist and you don't uh, want to we're talking about story scripts, not um, no, no. like logic no, scripts, no, logic right? Scripts. We're, we're not talking about Python scripts or, or JavaScript scripts, right? Well, oh. I am talking about uh, um, C sharp scripts that you can attach to your game objects in Unity, for example. Wow! Why though? What you, you could buy them. <laughs> this you can like find this is surprising. Online. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you told me you're buying scripts and I'm thinking story scripts, it made a lot of sense. But what type of modularized logic would I buy from a store to, to attach to my game object? Well, for example, you could um, let's say you're a, you're an artist and you really like to create uh, a nice environment with. Uh, a spooky atmosphere and you're trying to create this uh, zombie shooter you could um, get or find online uh, a nice FPS controller to, to control your unit uh, your, your, your player uh, object with mm -hmm. or, uh, or some camera scripts that yeah, create uh, a nice cinematic effect when you enter a room or something like that yeah, because these things, um, although the the engines provide a lot of things, they they don't provide to this detail level of detail. Though. Yeah, they, they provide a lot of things, but indeed, like you said, um, you still have to write some <laughs> some stuff yourself. It's uh, it's nice to hear that you could <laughs> almost like Frankenstein your your game, right? You get different pieces from different places, and uh, you have a. Uh, then you have a game and i think this makes sense why uh this original uh multi-million productions uh they take that much time and that much effort uh when someone else could kind of come up with something um now um <laughs> I'm, I'm no gamer by the way uh but uh, I, when i look at roblox for example <laughs> that game looks like you know it's just a bunch of boxes right so uh <laughs> <laughs> it's you know I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of if you zoom in if you zoom in <laughs> enough a lot of games are just boxes but yeah good uh, point yeah it's yeah you're right please go it's ahead like you know it's, it's there's no detail right but but by no means it's that game for example uh, does not deserve the success it has it has success for some reason and i think what you miss in or what you do not focus on on detail which is done on purpose i think uh you have you're doing way more in other in other aspects uh, yeah uh. yeah well the fact that they use like these minimalistic graphics or um, or you can or some people uh, get their music or their assets online it just uh, frees up time to really focus on the on the game mechanic yeah. and a game mechanic is what a game makes a game fun to play it's not the graphics it's mm -hmm. not well, graphics can help with the immersion um, and music as well, but it's it's really the game mechanic that needs to be on point. And besides that, you could also focus on the on the on the game feel. Um, Take for example the the snake game. Yeah, it's which is just like a bunch of. Uh, characters you can make it out of like an in ASCII art. Not true. You just uh, they're dr walking around the terminal. Shitty. Uh, um, oh, I need to bleep that out because you don't have explicit content in the public. Like not so fancy graphics, mm -hmm. but 
Um, yeah, it's just one simple it game. It got mechanic. a lot of people hooked. Yeah, it's just a simple game mechanic, and uh, it got a, little, uh, a lot of people hooked, myself included. I remember playing it on my phones for hours uh, on my first uh, Matt, Nokia phone. <laughs> Matt, did you did you ever play Snake? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> there you go. He says I'm not a gamer, and he played. You know, I was at the launch event for the Nokia Engage at the ECTS in London, and uh, this was. Uh, for people that don't remember, Nokia tried to uh, launch a handheld gaming console um, many, many years ago. They did two iterations of it before discontinuing it. But uh, the 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 big guy from Nokia, I don't even know who it was, but uh, when he was presenting it, one of the first thing he, he said when making his opening statement is, Nokia is a gaming company, and we are one of the largest gaming companies in the world because we have sold X unit of handhelds, and uh, the game Snake is on it uh uh, X number of times, like he said, we have so many millions of people play, playing our game. We are a gaming company. And I know today people love to make the distinction, distinction between like, quote unquote, real gamers and casual mobile gamers. You know, it's like, that's not a real gamer. But I think that distinction is is artificial. You yeah, that's definitely off. Play, you ancient. Yeah. yeah. And I think that guy had a, a guy, that guy had a point that it's a game and, and a lot of people played it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, a lot of people don't consider themselves gamers, but uh, almost everyone with a with a smartphone nowadays plays a game uh, when waiting for the bus or uh, maybe sitting on the toilet or whatever. Um, they they yeah. You have more gamers or now than than ever. If you're if you're cynical, you could say they they play the game of uh, happy life on uh, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at me, my my life is so cool. <laughs> okay, not to be cynical. Um, but um, so I wanted to make sure that we got out a, lo a lot of the, the the soft stuff out of the way before we delve into more of the technical. Because I know Med is not a gamer, but uh, I want to uh, move into territory where um, uh, Med strengths also lie, the technical things. So let's talk about um, game development from a technical perspective. You mentioned um, engines. Uh, you mentioned um, the plug and play uh, logic. Like uh, you, you, you pick logic from left and right, put it together. Uh, how much does this remind you of um, traditional like enterprise software development, where you also pick frameworks, uh, pick libraries? Um, what are the things that are similar from an architectural point of view and dissimilar? Oh. Complicated question. Um. Well, I think normally when when you when you're creating a triple A game, you you would focus on on performance, right? Um, but now with uh, with those, uh, if you're using one of those major game engines, it's it shouldn't be. Your Please no, wait, 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 wait. Please elaborate on that. Why, when you're building a triple A game, you're focusing on performance? And what is a triple A game? Can you also define that first? Yeah, a triple A game is just like the. The games, the 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 big publishers uh, release, uh, like EA or, um, yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, games that might cost uh, several tens yeah. to hundreds of millions to make. Yes. Am I right? Like, do do games cost hundreds of millions to make dollars? I don't know the exact figures, but uh, <laughs> it seems about. But right. a lot of money <laughs> to make. Okay, AAA games. Yeah. yeah. With big publishers like EA, um, 
Blizzard, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And they. So you're saying there they focus on performance? Yeah, because um, a lot of gamers they they expect better graphics and they want to have uh, yeah the best uh, the, the fastest and the best looking games. Uh, um, so you you should really focus on on getting the performance up of rendering all those uh, all those uh, 3D graphics. Um, but f from for for an indie game developer, it's in my opinion, it's not that uh, necessary because the most of the heavy lifting is done by by the engine you use. Unless okay. you write so your own, of course. <laughs> when, but then you'll never be finished ever. <laughs> you'll be working on it for twelve years. Well, I, I know people. <laughs> they, they can do it in two if you if you have like this lower level uh, library that uh, takes care of, of drawing on the screen. Um, yeah, I can maybe do it in two years, but. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, um, you're saying that when. People buy these AAA expensive blockbuster games, you know, like Hollywood blockbuster movies. They expect a uh, surf certain level of um, using the hardware that's available to its maximum limit, like push the hardware, because the visual aspect of it for that audience is a big part of the equation. Like, if I'm gonna pay 60, 70 euros for this game, it better be throwing those polygons at me at an incredible rate. Yeah. Whereas... Yeah, I believe so. In the... Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you think, you know, it must be a custom-written engine that can deliver that performance versus the, the indie gaming audience is maybe a bit more... They're... If you were going to draw the movie analogy, they're not into—they're not into Hollywood blockbusters. They're more like into art movies. <laughs> wow. You know, where the budget is less important than the story or the, the the message that's being delivered, and that's why they can work with a smaller budget and the focus is less on visual explosion than on the content. Yeah, I. Uh, probably not for everyone like that, but um, yeah, I think so. Um, also, the, uh, going back to those uh, big uh, blockbuster games here, for example, the the Call of Duty um, franchise. Um, every year or every two years, there's a new game, um, but the 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 game mechanic is is more or less the same. Um, they don't really change uh, this winning concept, but they do um, invest a lot in, in upgrading the graphics and um, making the environments even more immersive. So, um, that yeah, you have to admit some of these games are like crazy. Yeah, I'm, uh, if I look at these new generation uh, AAA games, I'm, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, the amount of detail that goes into the world, like the reflections, the lighting, mm -hmm. it, the the placement of the scene. Like you have garbage on the floor that's interactive. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Like you, you need to keep in mind somebody like this, this artist literally painted that there. Yeah, it's like you know the Sistine Chapel, 
people think oh it's really impressive because people were painted it like not not to detract from the fact that there uh it was a very accomplished artist what was his name uh, michelangelo or uh yeah whoever yeah. it was i'm sorry <laughs> please don't roast me for it uh, will people look back at our games in the future understand the amount of manual labor that went into these respect the craftsmanship that went into it and look at them in awe and say man wow that took many 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 man years to create yeah i i uh, i hope so uh it's it's uh, yeah it's it's really an artist that creates these uh just like with the 16th chapel um it's uh, it's yeah it's art uh, it takes a lot of time to get it right and um, but people but sometimes underestimate uh, the amount of time i guess but let's not forget that some of these uh, well i think a uh, majority of these uh, fully established games um this is it's not their first year when they are um released uh, at that level although some of them you know um you know attempt to do it so this is year after year and with the success behind them they don't change everything they have sort of some core things that are really um functional and they remain the same but then they keep adding and the detail did not come from day one that much detail simply was added 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 so um it's a lot of work but it's not like a lot of work just to release that mvp right it's a lot of work that uh, was work from before that was actually uh, had good success and they took it and built on top of it and they built on top of it and built on top of it um so uh, that's i mean that's how in my opinion uh, not to take away from there from how much time is being spent on that but it makes sense that there is a lot of time involved there but it wasn't like a time that was you know planned ahead of time say okay uh, we're gonna just plan this much huge time to offer a game no it was it's a work in progress mm -hmm. uh, yes it's yeah it's definitely a work in progress um, but I don't think they they uh, yeah they really reuse stuff from previous game they they might reuse the engine and improve on, on the engine but on the on the artistic side people would notice if you reuse the same tree so <laughs> oh yeah they do sometimes you, you see on on the forums uh, like hey i saw the same tree from the same publisher in two different games yeah. <laughs> do you, you have nothing else to do <laughs> hey look at this tree but uh i uh want to say uh i want to take uh, med's ball and run with it i also think tom you mentioned like never would change and uh, never change a winning concept it's like those uh renaissance paintings you see of uh, the crucifixions of, of Christ or the birth of Christ. How many times has that scene been painted? But uh, it's being, you know, um, rendered according to the techniques and the tastes of the time, right? So we're seeing, like you say, we're seeing winning concepts such as the first-person shooter. Yeah? It's being done by so many artists, right? Uh, we're seeing the concept of the platformer. Yeah? It's being rendered by so many artists and they all reflect the art style of their time, like well, whatever they grew into. So a lot of uh, to be said about that. But 
Like I said, I tried to attempt to move the discussion from the soft to the more technical side, so I'm going to try to do it again. Um, not because I don't think the soft side is less interesting or important, but uh, we don't have much time, and I want to also touch on the technical things. Um, we talked about um, performance. Okay, you said uh, when you're uh, building a AAA game, you'd focus on performance. Yes. You brought this up as one of the main... Uh, this was the first thing you brought up when we were talking about uh, regular software versus uh, uh, game software. Uh, why, why was this the first thing that came to mind? Um, well, yeah, it's the... It's, it's the what, is the what is on the other side of this, of this spectrum then? So let's say you're building oh, yeah. regular enterprise software. What are you focusing on then? I think in, in regular uh, software development, we we, foc or we we tend to focus more on, on making sure our components are reusable and uh, we have that we have clean code, um, so we can we can find bugs uh, more easily. Whereas, <coughs> and and this is me talking for AAA companies, but I I, I don't have experience there, but. Um, the code there might get more complex, and um, that that makes a bug a bug fixing uh, harder. That's why nowadays, I I think at least that nowadays, um, people um, find more bugs, uh, or, or or game is has more bugs when it's uh, released. Um, for example, a recent uh, a recent example is is the cyberpunk game. That was released yeah. with, a, with a lot of bugs and uh, needed a lot of time to get fixed. So. Well, um, games are a lot more complex than they used to be. And I'm thinking about, for example, you would have an entire game on a uh, 46 uh, kilobyte ROM cartridge. Um, could be wrong about mm -hmm. those numbers. You're not going to even fit the texture of a can of dirt, like like garbage on the floor and that uh, and okay you could say asset versus logic but also logically speaking the games have become so much more complex than, than what they used to be like the game mechanics that you talk about mm -hmm. um, but another reason why I think you see people shipping more bugs and not typically in soft in, in, uh, in the games only but in software is the delivery mechanism has changed so from the physical medium that in order to get you the patch back when you bought a game on CD or on diskette to get that patch, either you had internet and you're downloading like a very slow thing and you're waiting for that patch that came out after mm -hmm. three months, or you know somehow they had to deliver you that patch. So it better not be any bugs in there. But now we have a much more laid back approach. Oh, well, we'll fix it in production. <laughs> <laughs> True. So probably uh, uh, that aspect uh, as well. Um, I have, I have I a question, if, you, if I may. Sure. Yeah. Please. Okay. So um, it it goes back to uh, what Errol mentioned earlier, but I don't think the question was answered. Um, so for the indie de indie game developer, let's say, um, how does it go as far as selecting the the for example the the physics engine that you're gonna use? Is it like you're familiar with, for example, you need to do something in 3D or 2D? You can decide on that, and then you're familiar with one framework um, or one engine. And you're gonna say, okay, this is the one that you you kind of master, and you're gonna simply use it in every 
place or you still you still decide like well for this specific game i do need to use this engine i'm not talking about 2d and 3d yeah we're talking about them are decided in one of the two right because it makes a difference between the two uh, is it like you can still be flexible to say okay i'm going to use this one or is it possible to change it between versions? Say, okay, I started with this, but um, hmm, it's not doing for me good. I want to switch to something else. Or that, like, really, once you build stuff on it, you are, you know, you are engaged, you know? Well, I, uh, first of all, I, think that I don't think the, the engine you pick matters a lot. Of course, you've got uh, game engines that only target and well, going back to the graphics, only target uh, 2D graphics or uh, 3D graphics, but most major game engines nowadays, um, they, they, yeah, they can handle all sorts of, um, of games. So I don't think I would pick another game engine for a specific genre. Um, for AAA games, I know they built their, uh, that's, that's the advantage of, of building your own game engine. They really uh, yeah, make it specific for the type of game they are making. Uh, and that's also a lot of resources that go into creating this engine. But you mentioned, um, you mentioned uh, Phaser, Unity and uh, Godot recently. So what makes you pick either one then? Uh well, Phaser I went for because I, I, I was creating some um, um, some lightweight um, some lightweight interactive games um, for a for a website uh, for uh, children with disabilities. Um, so yeah, it needed to be lightweight because that because of the hosting. Because it's a web Yeah, because of the hosting, yeah, game? Of the hosting oh, okay. uh, provider. Um, Unity I, I, I used in the past, uh, mostly for 3D um, stuff, and now I, I just I became interested in Godot and the way they do it uh, with their, with their node system, um, and yeah, I just wanted to try that out. Can you tell us more about that? Because I, I've never heard of Godot. I I have heard of Unity. Matt, have you as a C sharp developer? You might. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I think for our listeners who, who don't know, I think Unity is one of the biggest uh, engines, especially in the mobile platform. You see a lot of uh, games on the splash screen when they say, you know, created with Unity, but also on desktop. I think even on console, right? Yeah, uh, you, you can, can uh, target console. I think you can target all, all platforms with, with Unity. Check this out. Right ones run everywhere. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pulled it off. No, but uh, joking aside, um, uh, so this is a big mainstream um, uh, mainstream engine. Why, why Godot or what is Godot? What, what is the node system that you talked about? What makes it so interesting? Well, yeah, Godot is, is it's, it's like I said, it's open source, so you can contribute to it yourself. Um, but it has just some really powerful like um, 2D stuff built into it. Um, but it also, yeah, the, the, the node system I was referring to, it's um, yeah, you, more or less what you do in Godot, you, you create everything is a scene, and a scene is a, you can, um, every scene can have child scenes, and then you can, yeah, 
touch crypto it's it's <laughs> i don't know how to uh, <laughs> Is it, uh, is it is it radically different? Is it radically different than uh, Unity, or is it more of an innovate innovative difference? No, I, d I I wouldn't consider it radically radically different. Because um, yeah, most most game engines they they all have the same functionality. It's because it's the same things you need to create a game: yeah? uh, transforming objects in a, in a three D space. Um, adding audio to it, adding some animation, uh, having an animation player. So yeah, once you, once you, you know those concepts and you, you open up an engine, you can easily, um, yeah, use it, I believe. Um, okay, uh, follow up question then, because you mentioned two magical keywords, open source. How come there is no simple open source game? I mean, I'm sure there are, but some big name that simply people contribute to, you know, like people simply, you know, say, I'm going to simply commit this change. It should be cool in this game. The same that we see it for. I know, for example, if you look at, you look at Microsoft Office and you're going to find, you know, Office uh, Libre and you're going to find uh, Open Office and, and they're not at the level, obviously, of, of, of the, the, the leading the leading solution in the mm -hmm. market, but still, the, you, you hear about them. How come there is nothing like, as far as games, that would be, in all platforms, a game that started very simple and then made its way and some huge community behind it? Any reason? Well, I'm not sure there, there isn't any game out there. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I know Unity started um, the, the the yeah the the company that creates Unity. They they started with a with a stream where they created the, this game. And I think it was with input um, from the audience, or, or was it just open source? Yeah, I can't recall exactly. But it's definitely an but interesting I co a concept of. of yeah, working with multiple people together. I understood Matt's question a bit uh, more differently because oh. there are obviously open source games. Eh? Um, one thing that comes to my mind is that's because I'm maybe old and boring, but I'm thinking of FreeCiv, which is a civilization clone. It's open source, uh, it runs on practically every platform. I think people contribute to it. The way I understood Matt's question is why don't uh, big companies harness the power of open source where they would for example say here is my game engine it's open source feel free to debug it feel free to open pull request we'll just keep our assets and our story and our like the the thing that really make our game separately that's how i understood you matt well i i, I didn't wrong. i didn't mean it that way i didn't go <laughs> that uh, that <laughs> deep uh, with it so uh, thank you for uh, giving it more uh, more wings you know but no i just meant like really uh it not just like a game that would have a, be a known title uh, for example if i go if i for example talk about fifa right we know fifa everybody knows fifa right why is there no like an open source you know clone of that like that simply every year kind of you have this game that you could play it's lower level than than the ea because ea is a you know, a monopoly in, uh, <laughs> in the domain, but okay. Uh, why is there no nothing like 
or is it is it like more difficult to work on on a game in a um, in a community or a lot of people versus um, maybe a smaller targeted team? Could that be? Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, I don't know if my question is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Again, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to to uh, you know to put you in the. In the spotlight you have to answer, but it's to me it's surprising yeah. how there is no not enough, I think, or they're not I, popular. Can I, 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 I'm so there with you, Matt. Like this is really making me wonder. Like when you talk about tools or libraries or frameworks, whatever you use in, in the in the regular software world, there's so much is open source. I think of you know, um, like uh, practically everything we use yeah. in in my day-to-day -day, uh, uh, life uh, or my profession. I think most of it is open source. And I'm thinking right now, for example, uh, on Xamarin. Mm -hmm. right? And this goes for a lot of developers. Um, I think, uh, for example, Swift is open source by, by uh, you know, Apple's uh, uh, programming language. I'm not saying that their uh, SDKs are open source, but th there, is, there is that thing. So why in the, uh, in the gaming niche then this void you know, there is no big, uh, like, I, like I give the example of FreeCiv, okay? Um, but nobody knows FreeCiv, like, or people that know, th they wouldn't even maybe want to play it. Why isn't there like a Doom that's open source and people know it and it's popular? Is it because of the way games are supposed to be developed? Because like you say, game is, like developing a game is more like an art thing. An art you don't build by consensus, right? Well, and open source projects are more like a consensus thing. They're the opinion of the of the mass is projected into the end result, whereas the game needs an art director. Maybe that's why open source games fail because it's not art; it's art by committee, and that's never going to be exciting. Could it be? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, again, I don't I don't know if there aren't any open source games out there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I definitely don't know all games. Um, I do know there there, there are uh, st um, st studios, um, game studios using open source tools. So like for example, Blender. It's uh, definitely with the, with their last release um, becoming becoming more and more adopted. Um, but still, most yeah. I think you know, most AAA companies, they create their own engine from scratch. Yeah. And I think the engines are not an issue because there is a lot of open source engines. Um, back in the day, I used one. Uh, it's a 2D engine that was called um, Farseer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's right. Uh, so I remember using that. Um, that was uh, something that works with C Sharp. Um, that's if I recall, that was an open source. Um, so, as far as the tools, there are there are there the, the, there are tools available. It just yeah, well, I guess it's a question to. Yeah, the, exactly. You, you know, you're you're bringing up such good points, Matt. The the question of why isn't there an open source game that's popular is like saying why aren't there open source stories that are popular? Since you know, there's LibreOffice or OpenOffice is an open source product because. You know, you also have the GIMP, the, the Photoshop uh, equivalent. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a big word to call the equivalent. It, it does something that Photoshop does in a way that resembles Photoshop. But you don't see collaborative art 
and I think that's what the what the crux is. Like, I think that's the answer to your question. It's my opinion, eh? but uh, out of this discussion, I take it out that the, the s a successful game is a um, as much a work of art as it is a work of analytics and data-driven decisions for the AAA titles. I think that's difficult to achieve in a community-driven way. The game must be led by a group or a single a visionary who's like, okay, this is where I'm taking the direction of this art. It must have an opinion, I think. And in open source, like in a group effort, it's more difficult to, to get that. And that means you, you have, you know, technically speaking, you could have a quality output, but the, the magic isn't, might not be there. Yeah, it might indeed not be that cohesive if you've got multiple artists. It's also the, the problem when you're, you, uh, as an indie game developer, you're, you're, you're searching for assets online. It's uh, getting those assets to uh, yeah, work together or to match the same um, uh, style or atmosphere you're going for. That's, that's what's hard. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd say the, the the idea that this is an art kind of okay makes sense because I could I could relate it to, for example, uh, movies where we do not see any open source movies. Um, now, uh, but I, I something that was really nice, uh, and <laughs> this is gonna bring some uh, memories. Um, so there was this crowdfunded movie or clip, right? Um, uh, Kung Fury, mm -hmm. which was fantastic. They, they put it in, you know, uh, I forget what it was, uh, uh, crowdfunding websites. Uh, they, they gathered some budgets. They had like a little small, uh, first it was a small uh, uh, clip, right, to say what they want to do. Uh, and then they got good funding, more than they expected, a bigger budget. They made that animation, which was, I think it was 10 minutes, 20 minutes max, but it was really nice. So this was like kind of an artist, artistic kind of work. It was directed, right, by an artist or, or a handful of artists. And in a sense, everyone contributed, not everyone, but you know, people managed to contribute. So hope, maybe we would see in the future it's some sort of, you know, um, you know, like GoFundMe type of deal for a game. <laughs> That'd be kind of, kind of nice, you know? So you can kind of maintain the, the leadership of, uh, the artist and still have something where people can feel like, hey, I contribute to this game. I don't know, maybe you're just yeah. <laughs> just dreaming a no, bit. No, I, I know of, uh, of um, yeah, this, this YouTuber and he, he started creating his own uh, uh, MMO. Um, and what, what he did was with his, uh, his, he asked his followers to uh, or his subscribers to to create art for the game because he he wanted to focus on the engine and on uh, yeah, and all the game mechanics and uh, he he created also this small um, exporter to get them in the right um, the right uh, file format and yeah he's, he's, he actually went to kickstart it but he, sadly it it uh, yeah, it, got, it didn't got uh, the, the enough funding. Okay, okay. But the art was yeah, created by the community, so. Yeah, wow, oh, okay. Because uh, I, I was thinking um, with Matt's story, 
okay, there is indeed contribution monetary wise, like people can pitch in, but the idea of really pitching in with um, aspects of the game, I think that's pretty much unheard of. Like, so Tom, your example of, you know, the, the, the audience delivering the assets, I think that's pretty experimental, right? We might actually see things like crowdsourced. Yeah, it's uh, experimental, art. but you, you need to, yeah, again, have the same visual style. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that, yeah, if you're gonna work for a, for a big company, you're, I think the first months will probably be learning the, the styles and, and what. Look, to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say it. Uh, it's my opinion, but to me, a game is really, like we said in the beginning, it's a piece of art. It's a very emotional thing. Take for example uh, Mario, the 8-bit version. Replace Mario by squares, and it's no longer fun to play. Remove Mario's music, it's no longer fun to play. Make Mar like the the total package is very important in the game, and that goes including from you know the the opening scene. The it it really is art, and that's very difficult to to quantify. Although AAA companies do a really good job of quantifying, you know, how they optimize things with loot boxes, um, optimizing um, recurring fees, and to get back to your question, Matt, like FIFA, you know, they keep republishing the same game pretty much based on the IP rights that they have just to update the database of player names and stats. Yes, those exist as well. Those can be um, uh, those can be successful as well. But that's like with any form of art. You look at mainstream um, art like Hollywood. A lot of what Hollywood produces is extremely predictable, right? They they have their code books, their codexes, and they know the global audience. They love it when you know the good guys win in the end, the bad guy dies horribly. They know this. You don't deviate from that. This is the winning formula, and this is the data driven big boss blockbuster thing that exists but on the other hand you also have the the indie musician who puts their soul in it and whichever one it is it it has to strike the emotion of people whether it's the the mainstream emotion that uh, addresses the common denominator or that individual that's why you'll find with in, with indie games it's not only an individual developer or an independent developer it also touches uh, a smaller audience because it's much more tailored to the taste where big games are data-driven, success-driven. They look at how many people can we reach with them. And maybe on a closing note, um, you know, uh, Tom, one of the things you mentioned to me is how big, you know, when you talk about the size of the audience, how big gaming has become. Like growing up, gaming was something, I, I grew up in the, in the 80s and, and, and computer games are something that the, the, the geeky kids did. Yeah. or the small kids that and now it's become extremely mainstream so we've seen a shift from an art form that goes from underground geeky to being celebrated with viewerships like can you is it yeah what you mentioned there i think you have something to say about yeah, that. yeah um indeed it's it's becoming more and more mainstream um i read somewhere that the the, the League of Legends championship, it, it got more viewers than the, the NBA finals or the, uh, the Super Bowl finals, uh, which, which is considered one of the, the major, um, yeah, one of those major television uh, um, mm -hmm. shows or moments. Um, so just... And then, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. So in, a, in an attention-driven economy, you know, where we value things by how much attention they can capture. We've come to the point that 
games, you know, they they bring in more money. They have a larger audience. Um, people spend more time in games than in movies or in or in series. Yeah, it seems like the w- from in in a in a decade or two, the world has completely changed. But we're still not aware of this fact because. G- the game seems to be when you talk about entertainment industry people will automatically first think about movies yeah true but i think this will change as well yeah i think definitely uh at at the start of the the age of gaming where or maybe we're already in it um because the the amount of money going into this uh this type of entertainment is is enormous and also for uh when you said uh, indie game is it's for a, maybe a small uh, audience, that's, that might not be the case because now with with those uh, app stores and uh, Steam, for example, you can get your game published and you indeed there might be a niche, but it's 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 global, you know. It's <laughs> you you will find if 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 it's good, you will definitely find a lot of people enjoying it. So. Yeah. So a global niche is still a huge yeah. niche. So <laughs> a, a percentage of 7 billion is still a huge yeah, number. That's what I meant. Okay. Hey, um, Matt, do you have any more questions for Tom? I have a lot of questions, but we won't finish. So <laughs> we have to wrap it up, I think. Yeah? Um, I can always come back here. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, really, that's a good uh, compromise then. Because today we spoke to Tom Lano, the amateur game developer, um, who might actually in the future be a professional game developer. That means somebody who pays his rent with uh, with his uh, game money. Yeah. But we might have uh, Tom Lana as a um, very opinionated software developer as well. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> and I say that as a good thing, Tom. Yeah, take it as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for uh, taking the time to be with us, giving us all these explanations and suffering our questions. That's, uh, yeah, that's no, uh, that's, how do you say it again? Krakadon. Uh, <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> that's good yeah, enough. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. you, you gave us a, a okay. different view on the, uh, yeah, the, the game development. So thanks for that. Okay, so the the last thing we do is, of course, ask Tom if people want to reach you, where can they find you? Um, yeah, you can find me uh, on all social medias, of course. Um, um, at LinkedIn, Tom Lan on his name, um, and on yeah, I don't have a, like a YouTube channel or anything, so just Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll definitely link you on uh, LinkedIn because yeah. it's the main channel by which we uh, publish the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah, weird in a way. Like, why do we? P- it's because we're just lazy. <laughs> Med, uh, where can people find they you? They can find me on medmed.com. That's M-A-D-M-E-D.com. I'm on bikeal.be, B-A-Y-K-L.be. Guys, thanks a lot again for being. Bye. Bye.